Bienvenidos de nuevo a La Vida Picante. Welcome back to La Vida Picante. A podcast all about, come on Barbie, let's go party, but never about what's wrong. And I'm just Ken. Kebroni, have you ever thought about dying? Uh, alrighty. So we're, we're going to be talking about Barbie today. Uh, released July 21st of 2023, directed by the one and only Greta Gerwig. Ron Tomatoes gave it a certified score of 90%, and the audience score is a 90%. The cast, star-studded, with Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, Simu Liu, Michael Sarah, Kate McKinnon, America Ferreira, Issa Rae, Helen Mirren, Dua Lipa, and John Cena. Kim? Kimbo Slice Carillo, what are your first thoughts? Well, first off, it's a very star-studded cast. Um, and then I have to say, you know, opening weekend, this movie has had the highest opening for a female director of all time. Yes. Um, and even from the time that it that we recorded the our very first episode. Now, Locas, if you were paying close attention to Spotify, you saw that we did our release of Barbenheimer, which means we released episode one, which is our review of Oppenheimer. And then this week, we actually released Barbie as well. However, that was a flub. You see, Locas, on the week that we recorded this, I knew that Jabroni's mic was not working, okay? We have these little indicator lights that shine. And I looked over at his and I was like, hey, your light's not on. And he was like, it's fine. It's it's all good. We, we recorded the episode. <laughs> but things were not fine, Locas. It turns out a week later, Jabroni texts me and says, hey, you know what? Actually, my mic died in the middle of recording Barbie and you can't hear anything and you can hear the dogs walking around. And I, an overworked youth, I was like, what do you mean we have to re-record this episode again? So here we are today recording version two of Barbie for you, Locas. Don't say we don't love you. Yes, and because we are recording version two of Barbie, uh, we are doing this. This is our first virtual podcast where uh, me and Kimbo Slice are not in the same room. Kimbo is in her humble abode along with me being in my own humble abode. So we are currently uh, doing this via FaceTime. So that's probably the difference in audio, but we still sound great. Yeah, I'm very surprised at the audio, Locas. I live in a different city um, than in San Antonio, so that's why we have to do this. Normally, I drive into town uh, to the studio to do the recording, uh, but this time we're doing it virtually. So we're seeing how it turns out. But anyway, back to the movie. Yes. The Locas do not want to hear about me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was, I was going to say partly my fault, but it was actually entirely my fault. Uh, considering that uh, I thought the mic did stay alive. Um, but we're sorry, yeah. Lucas. I, I actually tried to delete it as quickly as I could because I know you really couldn't hear my voice. Um, but Kim sounded very great as per usual. Um, so... Why, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes. All right. So let's, Why, yes. <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, get started. So um, Barbie... Uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, starts off with, you know, um, showing what was like uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. It was like a kind yes. of like a, like a parody um, showing 
little girls playing with uh, baby dolls. And so they're uh, playing with baby dolls. Basically, they are, you know, getting tired of playing with the baby dolls because the narrator, who is Helen Mirren, um, wonderful actress. I'm really surprised that they actually got her to be a part of Barbie because I feel like if you're given um, the storyline of Barbie, it would be very interesting to see, like, a very star-studded cast like this one take that on. Yeah. Just because we don't know whether or not if it was going to be a hit or not. That's why I was kind of skeptical when I wanted when it first came out um, of seeing it. And so uh, we see the little girls are not liking being mothers, basically. And that's that's uh, when we see this giant Barbie doll. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. And I just have to say I love Margot Robbie. I love you so much. Great actress. And uh, she's just standing there because she is um, – which Barbie is she? Again? she's the original barbie ah yes the stereotypical barbie yes and um that's how we get introduced to to stereotypical barbie and how we get to see uh barbie land yes and so that that gives us a whole um i guess intro uh with the song uh pink by lizzo and it's just showing barbie stereotypical barbie waking up as a usual doll saying hi to all the Barbies in Barbie land. And I think um, uh, me and me, me and Kimbo slice were talking about how, how really like, uh, like to the teeth they made with the details because um, like the milk and stuff didn't have any liquids in it. The, the shower. Oh, yeah. Didn't have any I, water. I really love that. Um, they, uh, all, all the different things that are happening in Barbie, like, her going down first of all the barbie dream houses they look just like the actual barbie houses um they look very plasticky you know and then when she goes down to go get breakfast and do her thing shower even there's actually no water and there's no food or anything so it's it's very play like very play style and i thought that was really cute like everything in barbie land is very much like how toys are in real life yeah and then then once uh, Barbie's like all getting dressed and everything, um, she does not walk out of the dream house. Uh, the narrator uh, says, well, when you're playing with, with Barbies, they don't walk anywhere. You pick them up and you put them down anywhere. And, and Margot Robbie ends up floating in the air into her uh, pink convertible. Which is genius. 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 I never, I never would have thought because when I was – when I saw the trailer, I saw Margot Robbie like floating in the air and I thought, what the heck? They're giving Barbie magical powers now. <laughs> but I mean, they did a really good job of like explaining it, uh, uh, why she was floating. And I was like, dude, that's, that's genius. Genius, I tell you. Yeah, no, nobody ever walks their Barbie to, you know, to the car or nobody walks Barbie down the stairs. Like you kind of grab her and then you move her down, like you float her down. Yeah, and like another good detail that uh, Greta Gerwig did was the actual feet of Barbie. Like they, um, she doesn't like stand on her heels, right? Like she's always in a like in a heel. Stance. Yeah, she's standing on her tippy toes. So I thought that was a really good um, scene where she takes off her slippers and her feet look just like the Barbie feet in that perfect arch. Mm -hmm. And so that actually leads us to see. Um, the start of Barbie's troubles, right? Um, ah, yes. Where she notices that her feet are flat. 
Um, and, and so then we start realizing that, you know, she's a Barbie that's starting to have issues and they go into that. Yeah. Like she gets all like malfunctioned and all the other Barbies are like, you know, yelling at her like flat feet and like they're pretending to throw up and like they're, they're making the throw up sounds, but they're not actually throwing up. Cause like, obviously Barbies can't throw up. Yeah. And then like we, we meet, uh, I think before that we meet Ken. Uh, Ryan Ryan Gosling, Be- Beach Ken, um, yes, and Beach. Then Beach Ken, yeah, and he, uh, the narrator says, uh, Ken always has a good day whenever Barbie pays attention to him. Yeah, and then he uh, he says hi to to stereotypical Barbie, and she says hi back, and he just feels like fulfilled, like like his he feels validation. Yeah, he was like, oh man, she said hi to me, and then she he tries to show off, he gets injured. And I thought what was cool was they actually had um, an ambulance for him because he apparently got injured from jumping in the waves. Yes. But the actual, uh, what is it, ambulance opens up. And I feel like that is homage to the actual ambulances. Like nothing's really like inside a, everything opens up basically, I think, for for Barbie toys. It's like the actual Barbie toy, you know, like when you buy the Barbie airplane or a Barbie dream house or what have you, or an RV, they all open up like down the middle and they have all their stuff. So I thought that was super cute. Like yet again, another great um, attention to detail that Greta Gerwig has. Yeah. And so then now that uh, stereotypical Barbie is like malfunctioning, everybody's telling her to go see weird Barbie. And at first I I was thinking like, well, why, why do they call her weird Barbie? But it makes so much sense why this is weird Barbie and how they, they really gave a a backstory as to why they call her that. And I I think, uh, Kim, did you say you had a weird Barbie? No. So I didn't have a weird Barbie, but essentially weird Barbie is a Barbie that's been played with too hard. So like, this is a Barbie that you know, like every girl, like I feel like we go through a phase where for some reason we feel like hairstylists and so we cut Barbie's hair or we color it with markers or crayons and and maybe we do some makeup testing, right? So then we do like different colors of like pens. Like I remember having gel pens. <gasps> the memories are flooding back. I remember having gel pens and like using them as like lipstick colors and eyeliner for my Barbie. Um, and because I was four, I couldn't afford to buy all the new outfits that they had for Barbie. So like they would sell these sets of clothes that you could buy for her. I was broke and poor, you know, ghetto Mexican. So what I would do instead was I would get socks and I would cut holes in them. And I would create like different outfits for Barbie out of old socks. Would you I say, thought it was great. Would you say that was like your intro to like your your fashionness? It was. It was my intro to fashion. Like I made, you know, socks. You can make all sorts of cute things with them. I had different colored socks, black or white, um, and then I made them into like crop tops. I would also tie them differently. You know, I'm just a little kid, and I was couldn't afford all these cool outfits, so I had socks. Yeah, yeah. And then I, mean- I and then I wouldn't have socks to wear, so that was a problem. Yeah, I I never actually like had. I mean, I I never had a Barbie. I was one that always had like Transformers or or any of that because like I I didn't grow up with uh with girls in the family uh, until like I was about a teenager and, and oh yeah and they weren't like they weren't really into Barbies so I feel like I never got to experience that whole Barbie uh what is it generation 
Yeah, Barbie phase generation. Yeah, but I like I've, I've always heard or I'll see commercials on it whenever I'm watching like Saturday cartoons. So, like they're always pushing like the Barbie Dream House. So it's just really cool to actually see it in in real life. And and I will say I think when I I saw this movie twice because of how much I I, I liked it. And the second time there was this girl sitting next to me, and she was getting super excited off of like whatever uh toy set she saw so like the the house that uh midge was standing in front of the barbie dream house the ambulance uh you can see there was like a bunch of easter eggs and she was pointing them all out and like normally i would be like annoyed because someone's talking in the middle of the movie (coughs) yeah but but (laughs) because i already saw it the first time i was like all right i'll let it pass i mean she she seems to like really love barbie so i'm not gonna like kill her vibe you're like quiet down there. Yeah, quiet down. Get and... off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> but I was just like, okay, like I can see, like, like this girl really loves Barbie, and like her dream is coming true, watching it on the big screen. Oh, um, that sounds magical. It, it it's just uh, it's just cool seeing that. I just want to say that that's how I felt watching Parasite. You know, it felt <laughs> like I witnessed my dreams coming true on the big screen. Oh my gosh, she brought. <laughs> she had to put in Parasite, y'all, because I told her that. All right, I will finally watch Parasite. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, okay, I will finally watch Parasite. I don't know what the delay has been, Lucas. I'm but... sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> But, uh, so so now moving on, we're carrying on. <laughs> we're going to talk about the the um the weird Barbie and weird, oh, yes, weird yeah. Barbie is played by not none only than uh, Kate McKinnon, who is hilarious because she's been a part of SNL for many many years now. Oh yeah, and so she once you see her, she looks exactly like as if a weird Barbie would look like, and she ends up asking stereotypical barbie hey what what's going on and so barbie's like well my feet are flat uh the water the water in my shower was cold my toast was burnt um i fell out of my dream house you know bad breath thinking of death you know hey that rhymed yeah (laughs) oh everything everything was going horribly wrong yeah so then like uh weird barbie's like analyzing because Weird Barbie's been played with so much that now she's just trying to make every other Barbie perfect. Yeah. Which I think is kind of, I don't know, I think it was kind of sad hearing that because, like, she, I mean, she still, she still looked great because she was able to do, like, the splits. She was able to do all these things and wear all these, like, clothes. And she actually, I feel like she had more fashion than the other ones. But she did. So her style was definitely, like, more high fashion. Mm hmm. And so that that's why I was like, okay, like, I, I mean, I like her, but the, the way they were saying how weird Barbie was is just like, she has nothing better to do than to make all the other Barbies perfect. Yeah. And so I thought that was kind of a little like, wow, really? But they ended up making weird Barbie like a pretty awesome character because she tells Margot Robbie, yo, you got to go see the girl that's been playing with you and is giving you these thoughts because apparently now she's starting to give Margot Robbie cellulite. She's starting to like, you know, make her do all these weird things and making her and think about death. Yeah, and think about death and think about like sadness. And and so then uh, Margot Robbie's like, all right, then I'll go to the real world. And she has to go through this like step process to get out to the um 
uh, what is it? Um, state of Los Angeles in the country of California. And yes. And then that's when like she leaves and we see that uh, Ryan Gosling's Ken ends up going with her and their, their, what is it? Uh, interactions are, are hilarious together. Yes, 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 they are. They, they really made the movie for me. Um, they, um, you know, Ken, Ryan Gosling's Ken is just so much fun and it's like dumb humor, I would say. Like, I don't, I don't want to call it dumb humor, but it was like, it was very different. It wasn't typical rom-com humor, quirky or whatever. Like it was just, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And he, it seemed like very, um, not like the usual uh, relationship we see between like Ken and Barbie. Like I know in Toy Story, we see that Ken and Barbie are are like in love with each other yeah and like they're head over heels for each other and they end up being together but in this this movie they made it seem like ken and barbie were like brother and sister just because of the way they were bickering at each other yes yeah they definitely uh gave it major like friend zone vibes like not um not at all like they're into each other like it's very clear to me that barbie's not into ken um and she's just kind of annoyed by him like he kind of seems like an annoying little brother yeah, and like they they both seem like they're they're just going along with what I guess they were programmed to do. Like they're supposed yeah. to be Barbie and Ken, like they're supposed to be together, but they both seem like they're trying to follow that programming, but then eventually they end up just wanting to do their own thing. Yeah, mhm. And so then um then they go on their way to the state of Los Angeles and they do yes. they do this to the the song Journey to the Real World by Tame Impala, which me and Kimbo Slice automatically fell in love with the minute we heard it in the theaters. We love Tame Impala, y'all. The the locas, if you must know, we are huge Tame Impala fans. Yes, and then like once we heard it, the minute we heard the lead singer's voice, we knew. We we just knew that it was oh man. And it's not it's not even that long. It's only a minute and twenty eight seconds, and it's just it in that minute and 20 seconds i thought it was one of the best songs on the album yes. and and so then now now we're in los angeles and i think barbie just doesn't like what she sees and i think kim can like talk a lot about the i guess kind of message that greta was kind of sending as soon as uh ken and uh barbie get to los angeles yeah so it's very um it's very apparent that um, obviously, in the real world, patriarchy rules supreme and misogyny abounds, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the first things that Barbie notices, you know, she's walking around and she's getting cat calls and, and men just saying really like gross things to her. And then she's like, you know what, like, let's go visit a construction site so we can get some empowerment and girl power and energy mm -hmm. and feminine energy and, and all kinds of stuff. So she goes to a construction site and men are being super gross to her and she realizes oh no like it seems like men rule the world and that people treat women like second citizens yeah and it's it's a very um i want to say like eye-opening moment for barbie because yes. like she she's like i don't want to say grown up but she's been like living uh in a world that's basically like telling her that women uh women rule women rule and then in the real world, like Ken says it, I think like, you know, it seems like everything's in reverse here. And so they end up like going to do their own thing because Barbie wants to 
find the girl that's playing with her. And then Ken goes off because he wants to like venture out and see what's going on in the real world because everybody's respecting him. Yes. And then um, we see that Barbie is like seeing everybody's emotions. She ends up like laughing when she sees people laugh. She sees this couple like fighting and she gets a little like angry. She sees this, uh, this elderly lady and she tells the elderly lady like, you know, you're, you're so beautiful because um, like Margot Robbie was like crying and she says, you're so beautiful. The elderly lady was like, yeah, I know. And so they both laugh. That was a very, that scene right there made me tear up. Yeah. Because like, you just see Barbie just really like, um, like, connecting to her her human side yes and and then it switches to to ken who's getting a completely different experience because he's discovering about the patriarchy he sees uh all these dudes um lifting working out you know you see all these uh boss men like just ordering girls around and like just disrespecting them and he thinks this is the way life is supposed to be as as a man yes and so yeah then they go to where is it the that that middle school that apparently the the girl was playing with uh stereotypical yes. Barbie, mm-hmm. and so that's when um stereotypical Barbie meets this girl. I think her name is a uh, Sasha. Yes. Yeah, and so she's talking to Sasha. Sasha gives her a reality check. Basically, everything that Kim just said about like the patriarchy, about was it mis- misogyny? Am I saying that right? Yes, misogyny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so basically breaks down Barbie. She's crying like crazy. And then Ken's over here, like, studying about why men rule the world, asking people, like, is the patriarchy real? And then all the women he asks are like, yeah. Like, they scoff at it. Like, yeah, like, unfortunately. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's he then sees that Barbie's getting, like, taken away by Mattel. And um, that's when, like, uh, he goes back to Barbie land to show his, uh, his studies and like what he's learned here in the real world about the patriarchy and like horses and stuff. Yep. And Barbie goes to Mattel and I think, uh, all... that's when we find out Will Ferrell is the CEO of Mattel. Yeah. Will Ferrell is the CEO of Mattel and it's all men. Like you don't see any woman on. Uh, until you see America Ferreira's character Gloria, and she's literally the only woman there, and she's drawing all these pictures of Barbie, uh, like Barbie types or the yep, and you can tell that um one of them is uh thoughts about death Barbie, or cellulite Barbie, and it ends up being shown that Gloria is the one that's been playing with stereotypical Barbie. Yep. And that's when um I think Barbie leaves Mattel, like she breaks out of Mattel. Yeah, she does. They were trying to get her to go into the box, like a, a very cute, typical Barbie box. And I think that if they had put her in the box, which had the very cool features of also being realistic, just like the other Barbie toys, right? Where it has those little twist wire thingies that you like secure the Barbie dolls with. So I think if they had put her in the box, I think that would have taken her back to Barbie land and she would have forgotten everything. I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, part of me was just thinking that maybe they, um, like, I don't know, maybe they were going to discontinue her or something. Yeah. Um, 
But then I think Barbie says like it's been a while since I've been in a box. So I think she would be getting like a like a new a new girl playing with her. Yes. And I think yep. it just re- repeats the process where it's like you get handed down to another girl until like I mean I guess like for forever. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, Barbie gets uh, gets out of Mattel, and it's really cool because it, it's to the song "Speed Drive" by Charlie XCX, and it's it's really great because it's very upbeat. You get to see Gloria and Sasha saving uh, Barbie, and you see like Gloria is living like her her best day ever because she gets to see her her real life Barbie. She gets to do um basically like the things that she wants to do. Yeah. Like instead of um like being uh like a stereotypical mom, she wants to be the cool fun mom and like she wants to have fun, break all the rules. Like I think she even like drives recklessly because she oppo- she apparently like met a guy that can drive recklessly and which is her, the dad. Yeah, and so um basically uh her daughter and and yeah, she, uh, her daughter and herself don't really have like a good relationship. We kind of got that no, vibe. No, not at all. We got that vibe like the, the beginning of the movie, and so they're they're kind of not on speaking terms, and they are um, basically uh, trying to, I guess, come together again. Like yeah, like like trying to get that like mother daughter relationship again. Yeah. They're trying to repair that relationship. And, you know, one of the key things here is that you see the daughter do this like speech and she's very much like against the patriarchy and like all for women's rights and all of that. And you see that her and her mom are actually very much alike. Like she gets that from somewhere. And so we see that throughout the movie that she realizes that she's just like her mom and her mom actually is cool. And she has these ideas and, you know, unfortunately being stuck in that, um, that uh behavior of like oh like she had to slip into being a parent right and so like it's very much like she's being mom and she like has to pay bills and she's stuck in this job that she hates and like she's not going anywhere it's like she's stuck in a rut so her daughter and her just have this very disconnected relationship and and i think that was also the other purpose of this movie showing them like a mother and a daughter rebuilding their relationship yeah, and and that that was really well done because it, it I, I feel like that that has happened to to some like real families because yes. like you see like uh, people becoming new parents and they don't know how to connect with their their kids like um, like if you have a kid at a very young age you don't know what to do with 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 your kid like like nowadays people just plop them in front of an iPad but I mean yeah like it's just there's something different about actually playing with toys and you're using your imagination and i think that's kind of what gloria was really enjoying because that's how she connected with her daughter and that's why she kept uh margot robbie's barbie around and it it just really um it really paints a, a great picture of how um i think toys are much needed in like a, a kid's life yeah and and so it's just um that that was pretty cool to see how um how that was played throughout the whole movie and then i think they all go to barbie land yes and so um 
before we get to that part of the movie, Kim, are you ready to do a quick break? Yes. Alrighty. Well, we'll do a quick break, Lucas. We'll be back in a bit. And we're back from that little break. Um, so we are just going to wrap up the movie and then give our final thoughts. Uh, and then that, that, that'll be it. So uh, we were at Sasha and Gloria and Barbie are back in Barbie land. And we yeah. see that everything's different. And I think everything's different because Ken went and explained the patriarchy and everybody fell apart. Yeah, so like now all the mansions look different. All the all the boys are living there. Um, they've got big Hummer trucks. They've repainted a lot of things. Instead of being pink, they're like different colors. The guys are just kind of doing whatever they want. And somehow they've brainwashed the other Barbies into believing the patriarchy. Yeah, and I I thought that was, was pretty funny because Ken, like, I wonder how much he actually read about the patriarchy to to I, overthrow Barbie land. Yeah, I wonder that too. I'm like, what exactly did he do or read? Yeah, because like all he did was just walk around. I mean, I guess the, there wasn't really books on patriarchy, uh, unless there are. Like, I don't. I mean, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So then we 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 see that uh, Margot Robbie does not like this new Barbie land. Because basically she just she just um, feels exactly how she felt in the real world. She doesn't like being um, being uh, what like Ken's right hand person. Yes. Yep. Or like the what is it? Uh, distant girlfriend or something that he said. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Distant girlfriend. Yep. The that there's no commitment or anything. Yeah, no low commitment ex uh, girlfriend, but um, basically, she ends up uh not believing in Barbie Land or anything anymore. She just was like, "Forget everything. I'm done. I don't like being." She Barbie. has an existential crisis. Yeah, she has an existential crisis, and then uh, weird Barbie ends up saving her because, of course, weird Barbie of of all the Barbies did not fall for the patriarchy. Um, and she's trying to help brain like stop the brainwashing of all the barbies yes and so they all go to weird barbies uh uh house and so they're trying to brainwash them and gloria and sasha are trying to leave and they end up getting uh an unexpected visitor by alan played by michael sarah yes and so michael sarah i love him he he did an excellent job in this i think he was my favorite yeah one of my favorite characters in the movie because, like, we hadn't really seen him in anything, I think, since, like, Superbad or Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so this was, like, really random for him to be in. Yeah, so then we see Alan's actually just trying to overthrow the Kens because he doesn't, he liked it how it was with the Barbies taking over. Everything was uh, perfect with the Barbies in charge. And so now he's helping Sasha and Gloria put everything back together for the Barbies. Um, Gloria has this great monologue like how you said that sasha did and how they're very similar yeah. and it basically snaps everybody out of the brainwashing yes and one of the barbies i forgot what hers was the physicist barbie i guess or i don't know yes yep she, she wakes up from the brainwashing and 
she made this like I don't know how you felt about this. She made a joke about Zack Snyder's Justice League. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, I mean, keep in mind that I don't like Justice League, so for me, I mean, I didn't care that they were talking smack about it. Yeah, and so I, I was just like, how, how? Because this was right after America Ferrera's like very powerful speech. How are you just gonna put like a joke like that right after this very powerful monologue? Yeah, it was just it was kind of weird. Like that that was a little off. Like it, it was just like it threw me off. Like I didn't see that it was necessary to have that. If they had not included that in the movie, I think it would have been just fine. Yeah, like even like, but both times I saw it, it just went over everybody's heads. Like it just didn't really like it didn't go well for me. I, I didn't like that. That's probably my, yeah. my one bad take for the the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, and then. We see the the overthrowing of the kingdom. Yes. And so everybody's getting debrainwashed. They they are doing this whole. Uh, it reminds me of like Ocean's Eleven when they're showing the whole plan going through, um, and how everybody's doing their their part Plotting of the job. Plotting everything. Yeah, and then we see uh, Margot Robbie go over to Ken's uh, Mojo Dojo Casa House, and basically saying yeah i'll finally be your low commitment long distance girlfriend and he ends up getting really excited and he ends up playing a song for her like on a date i I forgot what song it is like it's it's a very like 90s song yeah i want to say it's nickelback oh it might be yeah it was like some lame super cheesy song yeah and so all the kens are singing that to the barbies and they end up making them jealous and making them want to fight each other. And that actually takes me to my favorite scene. I don't know how you felt about this scene, Kim. But I, yeah. I, I just loved it. It's when the Kens are all fighting each other to Ryan Gosling's song, I'm Just Ken. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was a good scene. It, it was a really great scene. I, I remember seeing uh, the beginning of, of Ryan Gosling singing. I was like, oh, great. Another... Like when we saw Kim at Alamo, I was thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is gonna be a musical." Like, yeah. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it, but then it ends up being my favorite scene because it's all the, it's Ryan Gosling's Kens against Simu Liu's Kens, and they're all just fighting on a, on the beach, and it just gets crazy and crazy. The song is amazing because then it turns into like this '80s grease lightning type yes yep dance number and I, I i just loved it it actually is a family favorite i don't know if you've heard the whole song yet kim no i haven't yeah it's it's very great i i recommend it um and then the patriarchy is gone so now yeah so what, what's the opposite of patriarchy um i'm not sure but it's kind of like it just becomes a balanced society yeah, because then, like, Mattel is in Barbie Land. They end up, like, uh, what, like uh, coming to an agreement or, um, yeah, I don't know. I think everybody, like like you said, it's all equal now. And I feel like, I feel like that was Greta Gerwig trying to, like, put something out in the universe. Like, yeah, we need, we need everything to be equal. Yeah. I feel like that was also a message from her. I don't know if you got that vibe either. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the beginning, like, Barbie was also pretty, Barbie Land was also not fair because it was, 
it was, uh, you know, it, it was matriarchy. Um, matriarchy. And then, yeah. And then, so then it became a patriarchy. And so it's like, no, like and now it, then it became more balanced to where both have equal rights. And that was the general message that I got from the movie that men and women are entitled to equal rights. God, yeah, that I, I kind of got that vibe as well. I, I actually liked all the messages that Greta Gerwig put in the movie. Like it was a lot to put in. Um, and then Barbie ends up talking to the creator of Barbie and she ends up wanting to be human yes and so she wants to be living in the real world she wants to to die which is kind of kind of amazing because there's always it's really sad that it's really sad and it, it comes to that question like if you were given everlasting life would you take it or would you just get tired of it and eventually like you want to die yeah and so she she ends up wanting to die and be human and and the song uh what is it what was i made for by billy Irish. yes oh, oh man. gosh so emotional it made it made me tear up yes and so it was it was very sad because we get all these glimpses of memories i don't know whose memories those were um while barbie's i like, think they were i think they were giving her like real human memories gotcha because now that she's turning into a human she's gonna have all those um life memories you know oh man that really blows my mind that really yeah. blows. That really blows my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She got those because you know, like now she's gonna be a real person with a real life and all that. Wow, I'm mind blown. And then that's basically, I guess, the end because we get the the end scene where um, stereotypical Barbie now goes by Barbara Handler. Yes. Uh huh. And, and she looks like she's going to a a job interview and like. That's you know, what I thought. I thought she was going to a job interview. Yeah, she's she's very hip. She's got some pink Birkenstocks on. She's friends with Sasha and Gloria a lot, and so she's going to this this uh, appointment, and she ends up saying, "Yeah, I'm here to see my gynecologist," and that's. And <laughs> I don't that's know. it. That's how the movie that, ended. That's really how the movie ended. I think it was just a play towards like Barbie's not having any private parts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, well, because she hasn't had any private parts this whole time. Oh yeah. So she's excited about actually getting it checked out. Yes, that's why. Now I get it. Gotcha. Well, everything makes sense now on why. <laughs> <laughs> I originally was, we get it now. I was originally like, why, why are they putting that in there? Both times I saw it, I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, here comes the, the gynecologist joke. I'm like, I don't get it. But now, now it and makes sense. Now it makes sense. She's <laughs> never had a vagina. <laughs> sorry the way you said that. <laughs> and that, that, that's Barbie. Uh, what, what, what did you think of Barbie, Kim? You know, I thought it was really cute for what it was. Um, I like the attention to detail. I think that was spot on. I liked all the Easter eggs. Um, I liked the musical numbers. I have to say, like, I wasn't too crazy about America Ferreira. Um, I've generally, uh, I know y'all are going to hate me. I've generally never liked her. Um, she's just, I've just never liked her as an actress. Like, I've never really liked her work. And so that's wow. kind of how I felt. Um, about her performance in this film. But I think Margot Robbie did an excellent job. Ryan Gosling did an amazing job, and, and so did the other Kens and the other Barbies. They did um, really good. It's the Rays in this movie, um, which I was really excited about. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think that overall it was a pretty good movie. For me, I would give it a medium. A medium? 
Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I thought it was really good. I didn't expect to really like it because, like, I, I mean, as you locas know, I was really giving it some some haterade. And I, you was, were. I, I wasn't really, like, you know, excited about the movie as I was for Oppenheimer. So when I when I first saw it, I actually, like, went in not thinking anything, which is probably what I have to do for, for Parasite. But, Absolutely. Um, but th- this was actually really good to the point where I, I convinced my, my dad and brother to go see it because they had – the case of the hater raids so and then they ended up liking it so i mean it's it's a very good i think family film for for teenagers like not not for kids yeah like, it's definitely not a kid movie like i definitely i think that some people um like some of my work friends they were telling me like oh like i should bring my kids or whatever and i'm like definitely not um these are like you know uh elementary age children i don't think that they're ready for this kind of movie but definitely like your PG-13s and up children, um, I think that they would like this movie. Yeah, yeah. So for, for me, you're, you're going to hate me, Kim. You're going to hate me. I think, <laughs> I think it's a, a hot, hot, hot. A three, a, three out of, a three out of four. Total silence. Total silence. I was like, oh, no, I lost connection. <laughs> I was like, I lost connection. But, yeah, I, honestly, I really enjoyed it. Like, I think it was because I, I went in thinking nothing. I didn't think – I didn't go in thinking it was going to be better than Oppenheimer because they're, they're two completely different movies. Well, I will say that it was good in the sense that, like, after we saw Oppenheimer and, and you, Locas, know how stressful of a time that was for us, just the oh. – all the hoopla that we went through to see this movie and the uncomfortableness and everything right of course i didn't detract from it being an absolute masterpiece but the next day i almost felt like a sense of relief that we were going to a theater that we both really like we we have so much love for the alamo draft house and i always know that we're going to have a good time when we go to this theater it's comfortable they have recliner seats they serve delicious food, delicious drinks. Yes. Like I knew I was there to have a good chill, like chill time. And, and so I think because of that, the whole ambience um, made it better too. That, that's also why I think I really enjoyed it is because I, I saw it after Oppenheimer. Like I feel like yes. you, you needed to see it after the, the sadness because yeah. like, it, it's basically what I think that's why it was, it was good for these two movies to come out at the same time. Yeah, like Oppenheimer was definitely that aged scotch, you know, that like you got to sip slowly and it makes you think about your life and then you're still thinking about your life afterwards and then you dream about it and you're still thinking about it and you're thinking about the impact that it's had on the world. And then you go get Barbie and that's kind of like the star fucker shot that you throw back and and you don't think about. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh I think that that's all I have for 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 Barbie. What what about you, Kim? That's all I have, Locas. That's all we have, and that's the end of our twenty uh, second episode of La Vida Picante. It is actually our season finale for season two. So Ooh, this is our season finale, and for season three, we have lots planned for you, Locas, including the debut of episode one, season three, which will be Parasite. And now yes. I've said it on the recording. We have to make it happen. We have to make it happen. I I, I will <laughs> promise the locas that I will see it tomorrow when I am off of work. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay, you have to be in a dark room. You have to immerse yourself. You have to have a drink and some snacks handy and then just sit there I, and absorb. I, I will. I will watch it. I will watch it at exactly 9.30 p.m. I will start it then, 
because I don't have anything to do the next day. So oh, I, and you have to be in total darkness. Total darkness. I will be in total darkness. I'll be sure because I'll be downstairs with the good stereo. And oh, I'll, yes. Yeah, so I'll be watching it all. I promise you, Locas, I would do this for y'all and for Kim because I know Kim <laughs> because Kim's been, been wanting me to watch this. So For I, the longest time. You can't have no distractions either. Okay, I will, I will make sure of it. I will make sure of it. This is my promise. And you got to tell me everything. This will be my promise, and then I will be sure to write all of my thoughts so that we can record yes! Season 3, Episode 1. So, I have watched Parasite a billion times, literally, so I don't even need to make notes. I could recite the whole movie from memory, and I could probably even act out all the scenes. Oh, man. That, that's <laughs> giving me nervous. Like, I, I, I feel like I need to remember everything now. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's it's going to be like, uh, what is it, the, the our Flash episode where I spoke a lot throughout the the episode and then it's just yes. gonna be reversed for parasite like Kim's well the gonna... difference was is that i didn't even watch the flash so oh shoot that's right <laughs> yeah so uh, we could definitely have that to look forward to locas um as always yes. you can find us on uh apple podcast google podcast amazon music spotify spotify for podcasters uh you can find us on instagram at La Vida Picante. And you can find us on X because it is not on Twitter. It is X now. At La Vida Picante. That throws me off. What is what is Zaddy Elon thinking? I don't I don't even know, but my, my app just updated today and it threw me off because like I usually go on Twitter to see what all the drama is happening of the day. Yeah. And I was like, dude, did I just delete Twitter? And then when I when I clicked on it, I was like, oh, this is still Twitter. That's really weird. It, it, it threw me off. But if you don't want to use X, we also have Instagram, but we also have our email, which is LaVidaPicante at podcast at gmail.com. Yes. So if you want to give us any recommendations, season three will probably be dedicated to recommendations that we've gotten in the past. Yes. Simply because we are now going into kind of, I want to say, a drought of movies um, because of the, the strike that's happening with SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild of America. There's plenty of movies to watch. We just haven't gotten to review them. Yeah, so we haven't gotten to review them, but like movies that are coming out in theaters will be a little tough just because of that strike. Yes. So um, with that, that is the end of episode 22 of La Vida Picante. Thank you, Locas. Bye, Locas.